my wife and I were talking one night, probably about two weeks ago now, how pretty much from December through January, like Kyle was in full, I don't know, big boy mode. Uh, he was sleeping through the night. Uh, he wasn't, wasn't being his pants anymore. We felt like he was like fully potty trained. He'd get up every day between like 6.30 and 7. So, you know, he wasn't waking us up. My wife got up on time. I got up with him. It was just like this glorious, glorious time to be a parent in the Robinson household. And then about two weeks ago, he uh, he started waking up around 5 o'clock. We were like, what? What is this? What's the matter? And he kind of got a cold to go along with it, like some sniffles and whatnot. But then every day it was like 5, 5.30. Uh, we put him to bed at night. He'd wake up two or three times a night during the day. He started peeing his pants and having accidents again. We're like, we can never speak out loud again when something goes right (laughs) with Kyle and with parenting. Just never say it out loud. We just got to look at each other silently at the dinner table and just nod like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Because we seriously jinxed it. And I'm not someone that believes in jinxes, but we jinxed the hell out of this. Welcome back, everybody, to the Kyle is Napping podcast. I'm your host, Chris Robinson. This is the podcast I record when my three-year-old son is either asleep or at daycare. Today, he's at daycare. It's just so much easier. I rarely actually record. I probably won't record much uh, when he's sleeping unless I've really got to get the show in one week because it's a nice, quiet house. Uh, I got my two cats running around. That's about the only noise. Maybe you'll hear the furnace in the background or some laundry. Uh, That's about it. But, uh, yeah, like I was saying in the opening part of the show, uh, Kyle's been waking up a lot lately. The biggest thing has been bad dreams. He wakes up like like two to three hours into his nightly sleep with, with really bad dreams. Like he's crying and stuff. Uh, he's got to pee. Like you got to like calm him down. And last night was probably the worst one. Uh, he woke up. And well, first, let me say, we went to a birthday party for his little cousin this past weekend, and he got a Thomas the Train balloon. They had a guy there making balloon animals. He actually made a really nice Thomas train out of balloons. I, I put it in my Instagram story that day. And uh, so Kyle's afraid now that it's going to pop or deflate because when he was a little bit younger, maybe like a year ago, whatever, uh, to punish him for being a bad boy, I popped a balloon in front of him that he liked. And so ever since then, he's had this terrible fear of balloons being popped. Yep, I'm a monster. Uh, my wife likes to remind me of that every time he gets a balloon. <laughs> and I'm a horrible human being. Um, so, you know, you get mad at a kid, you, you can't do anything extreme. You know, so you, you pop a balloon or you take away a toy, something like that. I didn't know it would traumatize him. <laughs> I didn't know he'd go through life like crapping his pants at the mere thought of a balloon popping. But uh, yeah, so he's got this Thomas balloon. He wakes up last night and he's like, take the Thomas balloon out. Take the, take it out of my room. Take it out of my room. I'm like, okay. And so I do it and he calms down a little bit and he starts crying again in five minutes. And it's like 1130 at night. Like at this point, I'm we're, we're usually in bed by then. We're, my wife gets up at six. I get up early with Kyle. So I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. I'm like, all right, the balloon's out of your room. He's crying again. I'm like, what is the problem? And he's like, he's like, just put it in the garbage. Just put the balloon in the garbage before it deflates. I'm like, you want me to take your Thomas balloon and throw it in the garbage before it, so it doesn't deflate in front of you? He's like, yep, yep. I'm like, did you have a bad dream about your balloon deflating? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it, took, it took about an hour to finally, and, and three or four trips up to him to rub his back and, and 
try to make him think happy thoughts and try to be a good parent. When I'm down in the bedroom with my wife, I'm like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to, I'm going to choke him to sleep. I'm going to put him in a, in a chokehold and just wait till he passes out. Like I'm so, and I get there. I'm like, Hey buddy, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> like, you got to get all the anger and frustration out before you walk in the kid's bedroom, uh, which my wife doesn't understand. She's like, stop it. It's like, if you lay one hand on him, oh, don't you say things like that? I'm, I'm like, I got to get the anger out because I'm so like sleep deprived because he's been doing this a lot lately. It's been hard to get like, you know, solid eight hours, which yeah, I know, boohoo, your parent. But a- after going through two months of him giving me those eight hours of sleep uninterrupted, uh, holding his pee all night, being a big boy. Now it's like, really? I'm up at midnight because you're afraid of a balloon deflating? Like, uh, like yeah, I, I guess, fuck me, it's my fault for popping the balloon in front of him. But I didn't deflate a balloon in front of him. I, just, <laughs> I didn't do that shit. He made that up on his own. Uh, what are you going to do? But um, the good thing is we went yesterday um, to my mom's house again and, and going through my dad's toy collection and taking stuff to put up on eBay and whatnot. And my dad also collected trains when he was younger, like model trains. So and Kyle loves trains. Kyle likes to identify as a train. I'm not making a joke here. He has a gray and blue jacket. One side is gray. The inside part is blue. Uh, he has us turn it inside out and put him on him so the blue side is out so that he looks like a blue train, like Thomas, his favorite train in the world. Like, that's how much he identifies as a train. <laughs> but... um so I found this, like, black model train. It wasn't worth much, but it was a good, like, chunky train for him that he couldn't, like, break immediately. So we're letting him play with it. And uh, he woke up this morning. He's on the couch. He's playing with it and watching TV. And he's like, I love this train. I love this train. I'm like, it's good, buddy. I'm like, Grandpa would be very happy that, you know, you're, you're getting enjoyment out of one of his old trains. He's like, Grandpa's very happy that he's dead. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, oh come on man i'm like no no i don't think grandpa's very happy that he's dead i was like but if he can see us right now like he he's happy you're having fun with his train and he went into some more stuff about death and everything and it's it's been tough lately because we talk about you know my dad's toys a lot and we go to my mom's every thursday and we, we have to talk about stuff with my about my dad and different just different things like he's still very much in the conversation even though he's passed it's only been a few months but we're not really religious, my wife and I. Uh, I, I grew up uh, Episcopalian, born again Christian. My wife grew up kind of Catholic, uh, you know, and just in our 20s and 30s, at least for me, like, you know, we kind of pushed that part away or out of our lives. I'm not, I've got my own beliefs and everything now, but nothing to do with uh, your standard uh, Christianity. So we're not really raising Kyle that way. And my wife's actually joined like a Facebook atheist group or atheist parents group or something like that to kind of see like, what do you do in this situation? Because I mean, that's one of the easiest crutches religion offers is like, oh, you know, the dead relative, dead pet, whatever. They're in heaven now with God and Jesus and the angels and they're looking down on us and we'll see them again someday when we pass. And it's this happy Shangri-La moment you can have with your kid. And oh, great. So grandpa's dead, but he's happy and he's smiling down. And that's great. Yeah, I'm playing with his train. Hi, grandpa. But we don't believe that. So <laughs> we're not going to sugarcoat it uh, and spoon feed that stuff to Kyle. So uh, it's just kind of been like, you know, saying like, yeah, you know, well, grandpa was sick and, and he's, he's passed away and he's gone now. And, and, you know, that that's what happens. And it's sad. But, you know, you, you remember him and you have things to remember him by. and You look at pictures and, and you know, videos and stuff. And that's how we remember grandpa. And, and, and you know, and so he hasn't really like 
pushed the issue too much in terms of like, well, like, well, where did he go? How does he, like, he hasn't, he's three, thank God. Uh, you know, as he gets older, I'm sure we're going to be faced with more challenges as he gets smarter and smarter and more inquisitive. But, uh, yeah, just him being like, grandpa's happy he's dead. I'm like, well, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not so sure about that one. But, um, anyway, so, so I was at my mom's yesterday again and looking through my dad's stuff and everything. And this time I was up in the attic. Cause I was actually looking for my, some of my old stuff. And I found a couple boxes of my old Nintendo power magazines, which are incredible old video game magazines that I had when I was a kid with the original Nintendo up through like super Nintendo and stuff. And a lot of them or some of them are actually worth money now. So I'm actually going to probably be selling those on my eBay page soon. But while I'm digging through, I found these small little booklets and they were about the size of like, like a video game instruction booklet, you know, like a smaller size. And they were Matchbox books, Matchbox like collector's guides from the 60s and 70s that my dad had kept. And he had like multiple copies of each one. And they're in amazing condition for being up in an attic for 40 years and like untouched. And I bought them downstairs. I'm on my phone flipping through eBay. And some of them are worth up to like $60 for these little books. I'm like, well, there you go, mom. More stuff for the eBay store, you know, next to the toy soldiers and whatnot. So I'm going to have those up on there soon and take some photos and, and, you know, figure out the worth for all of them. But it's just like amazing that I'm still finding stuff. I didn't know my dad even had, I didn't know it was in the house. He probably didn't know, forgot it was up there, knew the value of it. I'm just like, I'm so glad that, uh, I can find it and sell it for my mom to help her out. But, um, man, it just, it just got me thinking about like, Oh, should I save these for my store that everybody's talking about? Everybody in my head that is. Uh, <laughs> you know, last week I talked about my, my retail store idea and then I put up a vlog on YouTube, uh, talking about it again and just kind of elaborating a little bit and, and uh, just, just putting out there cause I haven't done anything on YouTube in a while. And I got a lot of response, a lot of people offering their opinions and advice. And it was really cool. I got, I got a lot of response to it. Uh, you know, after not doing a video for a while and, and, and people not knowing what was going on with that, um, and it's interesting. A lot of people, the majority of people said, you know, maybe hold off on doing a retail store, like a brick and mortar store and do an online shop or start, you know, grabbing, uh, paying for a table at shows, toy shows, comic shows, and starting to sell stuff that way. And I thought about that. I actually definitely want to incorporate the toy and comic show element into it as an extra. Cause I see a lot of comic book shops in New Jersey that always have tables at these shows, um, you know, selling extra comics or selling stuff so i mean that's definitely going to be a part of it and it's definitely a great way to build up like a clientele and you know hand out business cards and, and stuff like that but there's so many elements to marketing elements to having a brick and mortar store that i haven't even touched on yet like really good ideas i have that i don't necessarily want to give away right now it's not nothing earth shattering but i i worked at a comic book shop for three weeks last year and in that time i kind of saw the right ways and not the right ways positive ways and negative ways that they cultivated kind of like a community around the shop because you know i know how to cultivate a community around you know like a youtube channel or an instagram page social media page whatever it is but to, to you know grab people enough in real life that they become a customer and a loyal customer and, and keep coming back to your store and, and buying things from you and, and and you know having a rapport with them like, there's a different element to that um, that you can't really get just being a table at a show. You can't really get having an online store. Um, 
you can kind of cultivate it from a YouTube channel or from, from some sort of social media page and then transfer it to possibly, you know, a retail space and, and mesh the two and have it be, you know, symbiotic. But um, I'll talk about it more in, in future podcasts and in future shows. But, I mean, a retail spot, and my, my therapist said the same thing. Why not do an online store? And I'm like, well, I'm doing the eBay thing now, and I'm, do, you know, I'm doing the Mercari thing, and there's a certain level of satisfaction to it. Um, but there's, just, there's, there's something missing and I know what it is and I have it written down and I have, I have a pretty good plan of how to initiate it, but you know, it, it's definitely going to be, it's, it's gotta be a retail store. It's gotta be a location. And I've, I found, I found some pretty well-priced stuff so far, um, in terms of retail space. And I'm probably gonna be going to a couple of them in the coming weeks and filming it, you know, having that be part of the process. Cause it seemed like people were really interested uh, especially one person on Twitter was like, you like you said, it's going to be a struggle and it probably won't work. But if you're going to document it and make a video series out of it, like, yeah, that's something people will want to watch. It's something that I want to watch. I was like, yeah, I think that's it's kind of like an underdog story almost. But uh, it's not the, not the way I framed it. Like, against all odds, he opened a comic and toy shop. Like, no, that's not the way <laughs> I view it. I just want to see if I can, you know have this dream of mine become a reality and, and turn it into the, the rest of my life and turn it into my the career I want for the rest of my life. Cause it's really, it's all I think about right now. I went to two client shoots this past week and I was just like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to be filming this. I don't want to go home and edit this. Like I don't want to do this in any way, shape or form. Like all I'm thinking about is the process and the, and the long road to, to, having this dream of opening a specialty retail shop become reality. But, you know, we'll see how it goes and I'll keep you guys updated. I really appreciate the feedback. I really appreciate folks reaching out and giving me advice and stuff. And, you know, whether I agree or disagree, I, I take it all uh, in hand and, and, and file it away and, and know it'll be like, well, if this thing goes down in flames, at least you can say, I told you so. <laughs> but uh, that's all for this week. On the Kyle's Napping Podcast, I have to go to a therapy appointment in a little bit, so I'm going to wrap this up. Make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Both of those are at ChrisRobinsonNJ. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast, please do. Uh, it's up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. And, of course, the YouTube channel is also YouTube.com slash ChrisRobinsonNJ. Uh, make sure you subscribe there. And I'll talk to you very soon. Say so you guys, but you guys and gals, <laughs> very soon. Bye-bye.